Uh, the U.S. has launched a devastating wave of airstrikes on Iran's Revolutionary Guard uh, in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for the drone strike that killed three U.S. troops. Multiple long-range bombers and drones hit 85 targets with 125 bombs in the widespread military op- operation tonight in the Middle East. Two um, B-1 bombers flew from the uh, U.S. for the mission hitting multiple targets linked to the uh, IRGC and Iran-backed militias, including command and intelligence centers and areas where Rockets, missiles, and drones uh, were stored. The huge operation is the first from the U.S. striking back after Iran-backed militias' a deadly strike on Tower 22 base near Jordan's border with Syria and Iraq last Sunday. The assault came just hours after Mr. Biden, President Biden, and top defense leader, uh, leaders joined grieving families to watch as the remains of the three Army Reserve soldiers were returned uh, to the U.S. at uh, Dover, Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. Let's go and get the latest. So joining me now is Global News Washington correspondent Reggie Chikini. Reggie, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Now, many people were expecting uh, the U.S. to respond, but was it still a surprise uh, for this response to be so quick? Uh, no, and in fact, uh, President Biden, Jazz, had been facing criticism uh, for the delay uh, in his response, with some Republicans arguing that this was giving time uh, for militants in the region uh, to be able to regroup or to be able to reorganize themselves and potentially carry out another attack. And look, it's been days since we heard President Biden say that he had made a decision in order to move forward. We didn't know when. We didn't know what it was going to be. Um, so the decision for it to be on a Friday night, you know, it may be surprising to some. The White House says that they knew this was the time they were going to carry this out. And now that we have details of it, um, you know, you can see that there was some planning that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I was mentioning, of course, that the airstrikes are on uh, Iran's Revolutionary Guard uh, in Iraq and Syria potentially 85 targets. Do we know how long uh, this response will be? Is it the one time, one evening, or is this going to continue for days? No, this is going to continue. Uh, We've heard from the White House. uh, We heard from uh, the Secretary of Defense this week. We heard from the State Department uh, that this was not going to be a one-off event and it was going to be something that was carried out when the United States felt the need to carry it out. And the White House put out a statement um, just about half an hour after the news uh, was released that these strikes were were being conducted, saying that while the U.S. doesn't seek conflict in the Middle East, um, that these strikes will continue, quote, at times and places of our choosing. And I think that those are interesting words here to, to kind of read between the lines in that this is not going to be a repetitive day attack. It may be something where there is time in between, We're also still waiting to find out if this is solely going to be um, a military response or if they will, you know, employ other kinds of of defense assets, uh, including things like cyber warfare. This is going to be a response that takes time. We've heard that and we're now seeing it carried out. Uh, This is all focused in and around around Iran-backed militias. Uh, Is there worry that this may lead to a, a broadening and widening of uh, the war. Uh, at this point, it is Israel uh, and Hamas. But with what is happening now with the United States, is there worry that the, this may actually broaden the war? 
Sure. I, I mean, look, that's a real possibility here. And the United States has been the one arguing uh, that this is Iran's doing, that this is if, if this war is broadening, uh, that this is because Iran, because not just this one attack in uh, in, in Jordan, uh, but there have been 160 attacks on U.S. military infrastructure throughout the region um, you know, since October the 7th. And then what's going on in, in between Israel and Hamas is partly backed by uh, Iran. So the U.S. is saying, look, Iran, you're the ones who are, are, are resulting in where we are right now. But at the same time, the U.S. does not want this to expand any further. Iran has come out to say that they do not want this to expand. And if strikes happen in their territory, that would be a red line for them to cross. But it's worth remembering, Jazz, we're in an election year. So while the president doesn't want this to expand because the U.S. doesn't want to be caught in another Middle East war, it could also be politically fatal for him to make a miscalculation here and draw the U.S. into war when he's already facing so much pushback for his foreign policy decisions linked to what's happening uh, between Israel and Hamas. Does this play a broader, uh, is this a broader challenge for the president as well? As we head towards Election Day, uh, I'm sure there's going to be many complaints from his opponents that he's not, uh, did not move fast enough. Uh, is not uh, acting decisively. Is there worry there may be more pressure on the president here to do even more uh, because of uh, of the, uh, this being the election year? Sure. I mean, look, there are Iran hawks uh, that exist within the Republican Party that say the United States needs to go after uh, Iran and actively target Tehran. You know, understanding full well that that would. Um, you know, it, that would ignite the situation in the Middle East. And the White House has really been trying to push back on that. But politics plays a, a huge role in any, um, you know, military campaign or, or any kind of airstrike uh, that, that's carried out here. Um, and the U.S. And, and the president himself has to walk a very delicate line here. If he acts too aggressively, that could turn off members from within his own party. That could turn off parts of the uh, Democratic electorate base. If he walks too slowly with this, Republicans may call him a weak commander-in-chief, which ultimately could give fuel to someone like Donald Trump uh, to say that Joe Biden is not carrying out uh, his duties um, you know, as, as leader of the United States. So this is a, this is a difficult needle to mm-hmm. thread, uh, and every step is going to have a, a potential consequence here, be it in the Middle East uh, on foreign policy or on domestic policy, um, which is why I think you're seeing this measured approach from the White House to say we don't seek escalated war here, but at the same time, they say that they will stand up for not only their people, but their interests in the region. Reggie, thank you. Thank you.